Today in Security from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Today in Security from Wired. Hackers are getting caught exploiting new bugs more than ever. A pair of reports from Mandiant and Google found a spike in exploited zero-day vulnerabilities in 2021. The question is why? By Lily Hay Newman. Previously unknown zero-day software vulnerabilities are mysterious and intriguing as a concept. But they're even more noteworthy when hackers are spotted actively exploiting the novel software flaws in the wild before anyone else knows about them. As researchers have expanded their focus to detect and study more of this exploitation, they're seeing it more often. Two reports this week from the threat intelligence firm Mandiant and Google's bug-hunting team Project Zero aim to give insight into the question of exactly how much zero-day exploitation has grown in recent years. Mandiant and Project Zero each have a different scope for the types of zero-days they track, Project Zero, for example, doesn't currently focus on analyzing flaws in Internet of Things devices that are exploited in the wild. As a result, the absolute numbers in the two reports aren't directly comparable. But both teams tracked a record high number of exploited zero days in 2021. Mandiant tracked 80 last year compared to 30 in 2020. And Project Zero tracked 58 in 2021 compared to 25 the year before. The key question for both teams, though, is how to contextualize their findings, given that no one can see the full scale of this clandestine activity. We started seeing a spike early in 2021, and a lot of the questions I was getting all through the year were, what the heck is going on, says Maddie Stone, a security researcher at Project Zero. My first reaction was, oh my goodness, there's so much. But when I took a step back and looked at it in the context of previous years, I see such a big jump that growth actually more likely is due to increased detection, transparency, and public knowledge about zero days. Before a software vulnerability is publicly disclosed, it's called a zero day, because there have been zero days in which the software maker could have developed and released a patch and zero days for defenders to start monitoring the vulnerability. In turn, the hacking tools that attackers use to take advantage of such vulnerabilities are known as zero-day exploits. Once a bug is publicly known, a fix may not be released immediately, or ever, but attackers are on notice that their activity could be detected or the hole could be plugged at any time. As a result, zero-days are highly coveted, and they are big business for both criminals and particularly government-backed hackers who want to conduct both mass campaigns and tailored individual targeting. 
Zero-day vulnerabilities and exploits are typically thought of as uncommon and rarefied hacking tools, but governments have been repeatedly shown to stockpile zero days, and increased detection has revealed just how often attackers deploy them. Over the past three years, tech giants like Microsoft, Google, and Apple have started to normalize the practice of noting when they're disclosing and fixing a vulnerability that was exploited before the patch was released. While awareness and detection efforts have increased, James Sadowski, a researcher at Mandiant, emphasizes that he does see evidence of a shift in the landscape. There are definitely more zero days being used than ever before, he says. The overall count last year for 2021 shot up, and there are probably a couple of factors that contributed, including the industry's ability to detect this, but there's also been a proliferation of these capabilities since 2012, the year that Mandiant's report looks back to. There's been a significant expansion in volume, as well as the variety of groups exploiting zero days, he says. If zero days were once the domain of elite government-backed hacking groups, they have been democratized, Sadowski says. Financially motivated digital crime groups, some of which employ highly skilled hackers, have now been spotted using zero days as well, at times for both traditional finance scams and other attacks like ransomware. And the rise of so-called exploit brokers, an industry that sells information about zero days and typically a corresponding exploit, have enabled anyone with enough money to wield zero days for their own purposes. For all types of actors, a lot of bread-and-butter hacking still involves exploiting vulnerabilities that became public long ago but haven't been patched consistently. Zero days are still less common, but by tracking which zero days have already been actively exploited, defenders can prioritize deploying certain patches and mitigations in the endless stream of updates that need to be done. Project Zero Stone also emphasizes that while it's difficult to get a full sense of scale and context about exploited zero days, studying those that have been detected helps shed light on how software developers and cybersecurity practitioners can do a better job securing products in the future. Her research showed, for example, that many of the zero days that were exploited in the wild in 2021 weren't all that special, as she puts it. This means that when companies patch a vulnerability or write new code, they could be doing a better job hunting for known classes of vulnerabilities and cutting off classic attack routes, so there are fewer easy bugs for attackers to find and exploit. When we look at all these vulnerabilities, they look a lot like previous vulnerabilities that people have seen before and that are publicly discussed in research, Stone says. And that's not what we want. We want attackers to have to come up with a brand new vulnerability. All new things from the beginning to the end rather than being able to look at code patterns or copy and paste. The hope is to continue raising that bar. While the security industry scrambles to figure out how to make that happen, attackers are creating more incidents to analyze all the time in 2022. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more security news at wired.com security. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.